he condenses things down to a few simple words. Uh, I want more than anything to encourage us to expect to be not just enlightened and grow in understanding, but to be amazed when you read Scripture. When you read Scripture, are you in awe of that? Is the word of the Creator. And I've known people who reverence it, they just don't read it. Well, I think that reflects our expectation. Here's what God could have said. I just wish he'd say what he means. Well, number one, no, you don't. Number two, that wouldn't help. Number three, he didn't always do that. He could have said, I'm God. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of you. Well, that'd be good. But instead of doing that, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restored my soul. Is that, does that interest you or intrigue you at all that God writes poetry? He could have said that in two or three bullet points. That's not the point. I heard a story from a, one of my Bible teachers, and he was talking about a brother up uh, on the South Plains in Lubbock, and his wife was passing away, and he went to be with her every single day. And he didn't read to her bullet points sitting in the hospital. He read to her poetry that was full of bullet points if you'd hear it. Why is that? Why is that? Did God make us or not? Does he know how we're wired? There's certain things that you can hear There's, there's, I just think it's interesting God's revealed himself. And some of how he's done that is poetry. Some of how he's done that is just very simple, simple structure of simple words. As we're talking about the Gospel of John, and you can turn over there. Well, I'm going to have a little assignment here this morning. I've been encouraging you to read the Gospel of John. So I'm going to be teaching out of it and preaching out of it for a while. I don't know. I, I don't care. I just care we get the message. It's not, it's not, well, I read the Gospel of John in four minutes last night. Good. That's good. There, there's a real thing about that. Uh, in fact, we're fixed to do some of that in just a second. But I'm encouraging you as you're reading the Gospel of John, read the first 18 verses 
and then read what you're going to read. Read the whole thing. But read the first 18 verses every time. Some people will say it is the prologue. It is the thing before the, you know, log from Logos, the thing before the word. Here's, here's the introduction. Well, the first 18 verses is the introduction. Guess what else it is? It's also the conclusion. I love that kind of thought. Is that simple? Mm-hmm. Is it profound? Uh-huh. What do you believe about this word? What do you believe about this book? Don't boast about that, but reflect on it before you read. Is this, this is either the word of God or it's not. I'll be real clear with you. You can read it, whatever it is. The best explanation I can sort out is that it is the divine word of God. I believe it is exactly what John said it was in 1935. He said it was the, I mean, chapter 19, by the way. This is a man who saw these things. This is an eyewitness account. It's not everything Jesus did. He told us in chapter, in chapter 20, 30 and 31, why he wrote this letter to the church. Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe. If you want somebody to believe something, what do you do? You persuade them. What do you persuade them with? I suggest evidence. That's persuasive. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is ho Christu, ho Christus. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. Christ is just the Greek term for Messiah. It literally is the anointed one. Well, that's who Jesus is, who anointed him. God anointed him. What did he anoint him for? Why does God anoint anybody, prophets, priests, or kings? For God's purpose. So he is selecting, he is chosen, he is designated by God for a purpose. That's what Christ says. If you want to get it in sidewalk terms, Christ says he's king. Because that's what Christ is. He's king. The promised Messiah wasn't going to be a judge, wasn't going to be a governor, wasn't going to be an elder of a city. The promised Messiah would be king because he would be son of who? David, the king. But he would also be who? The son of God because he is going to reign in true righteousness. I got all this out of the Old Testament. Well, God's never been talking about anything else. Since he started writing stuff down, he'd been talking about Jesus the whole time. He just didn't use the word Jesus. So up here in these first 18 verses, guess who he's talking about? Jesus. Jesus the Christ. Christ is not his last name. Christ is not a name. It is his designation, it is his job, it is who he is for God. He is the anointed one. Anointed for what? God's eternal purpose. But these first 18 verses tell us all kinds of things. So, 
I'm going to give you a couple minutes here. Scan the first 18 verses like it was a letter you got in the mail. Besides the fact you've been listening to it being read, some of you all your life. You're looking for words that matter. Words that are repeated. Words that are important. Words that are just particular, peculiar to you and stand out. Fifteen seconds. Final selections. Okay. Give me a word, give me a word, and all of those words, I haven't counted them, would depend on your translation. Give me a word that pops. Light. What? Life. Light. If I could have anything I wanted, uh, ever who thinks of stuff like that, I wish they had a great big about five by six board on wheels up here. Uh, dry erase board. They said light. L-I-G-H-T. L-I-G-H-T. Right. Okay, light. Give me another word. L-I-F-E. L-I-F-E. Life. Give me another word. 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 Not a play on it, but a use of it. Word. God. God? That's a big word, isn't it? All. All. Witness. Witness or testify. I like that. What would you associate with witness or testify? That sounds like proof of some kind, doesn't it? Sounds like evidence of some kind, doesn't it? Sound like digging around in there looking for the truth. Any more? Grace, I like that one. Truth. Truth, I love that one. Fullness. Fullness, that's a good word. That's a good word. Glory. Glory. Truth. We got truth. 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 It's up here. Truth. It's up there. It's up there. I'm going to put a check by it because 
It's in there more than once, isn't it? Children. Children? Are children important? When you say children, what did you just say? We have a father. What is children? There's a whole wheelbarrow load of stuff with children, right? Does that got anything to do with the future? Does that got anything to do with relationship? Does that got anything to do with inheritance? Does that got anything to do with identity? Does that got anything to do with blessing? What all has that got to do with? That's a lot. Okay. Something else. Grace. 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 We said that. Okay. I like it so much. I'm gonna put a little plus sign right there, bud. Made. I mean, if you don't have grace, what do you got? It ain't no good. What else? Made. Made. I like that. Not M A I D. <laughs> but made. Yeah. Let's give me a real complicated Bible word for made. Created. created. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to put a plus sign by your children. Beginning. Beginning. Beginning, that's huge. Yeah, beginning. Try to get this where y'all can see it. One more. What? Flesh. Flesh? Man. Now, what we just did, I'm encouraging you to start doing. Generally, this is how things work. People don't catch what they're not taught. And since... I was taught this, I have implemented it in my life, and it has been one of the most dynamic things in my life ever. How you read scripture? How do you read it? Don't just answer that flippantly. The point is to continually ask yourself, because I don't care how you used to read it in 1958, it ain't 1958 anymore. 1978 is gone. We're way up here in the 2020s. That's hard to say, isn't it? But Lord willing, you're alive tomorrow. The question is going to be, how are you going to read Scripture? Words have meanings, and these words are in here, or some version of these English words are in here. Okay? It's an impossibility for you to have an honest English translation and it doesn't have some representation of these words up here. The words are like dump trucks. They're little, they're little vehicles that have content, that carry meaning. John's going to talk about light a lot. And here's one y'all didn't say. There's one more. That's what my buddy's saying, Ghana. We got 
we had 19 people that had a van rented and it had nine passengers and somebody literally had marked out the nine and put 19. So we had 19 people in a nine passenger van plus two weeks luggage for everybody to be away from electricity and running water for two weeks. It's crowded. That's the joke in Ghana. How many Ghanaians can you put in a taxi? One more. One more. Darkness. That's just in there one time. That's a big word. If you've ever been here emotionally or spiritually, that's bigger than all get out, isn't it? It's bigger than a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess where the world abides? Guess, guess to someone trapped in darkness what messages. You just don't do you associate darkness with life or death. That's universal, brothers. I've been in places that don't speak English. Same answer. That's universal. It does the same work, same way in Greek. Would have worked the same way in Aramaic if John would have written this in Aramaic. Darkness, death, life, confusion. But when you have darkness and you start injecting messages about light and life and truth and word and God and creation and children when you think of darkness do you think of children in the future and blessing and identity and mm-mm. well children have to do what do children have to do with life that's it i mean is there a connection that that's why we're so about excited about children because they misunderstand so much and make such messes. No, that's not it at all. Because they represent life. I don't, I don't care where. There's another word that starts with B-O-R-N that nobody mentioned. But how many times is that in there? Children. Born not of natural descent nor of human decisions of husband's will, but born of God. Born. What do you associate born with? Children. That's why I've got a little plus sign there. Children. Well, what do you associate? Birth. What is birth associated with? Life. Life. How many times has God, how many different ways is John going to be able to say this? How many glory, you know what glory is? Specified, holy, unapproachable, not man-made, not really comprehensible light. Now what does all this say to someone trapped and held in bondage here? That sounds like relief, rescue, direction, 
salvation, hope. I mean, how many movies have you seen and and here they are and the future's dark and the present is dark and it's not getting better and there's no hope and there's no, and then here comes. Yeah, no. What kind of music? This is going to be really important. We're going to go through this a lot. Because people don't generally read scripture this way. We need to repent. We need to start. God's not above it. God's so far above us. But this is access to him and his heart. This is a letter. This is not an encyclopedia. Definitely not a dictionary. You'll hear me say that about 14 million times over the next 20 years. Yes, sir. Mr. Al? His? Yes. His. I like that word. Just because we prayed for you and we love you so much, I'm adding, I'm, gotta, I'm doing an addition right here. One more. <laughs> One more. What does that say? Possession. That's a big pronoun. Is that a big pronoun? Now, do we generally read Scripture this way? Let's do. We do now. We started nine minutes ago reading Scripture like this. We're just listening. Because the one who died for us, the one who will come back, and through whom God will judge the whole world, guess what he said? He who has... Consider Luke chapter 8, verse 18. Consider very carefully how you listen. Listen. Listen to Scripture. Not, not, it's not the, uh, these first 18 verses. They don't, they don't stand entirely alone in Scripture, but they are, they are one of the sections of Scripture. You, you couldn't exhaust, if you, if you were six months old and you spent, lived to be 120 and you spent the next 119 and a half years memorizing, studying, considering John 1 to 18, you wouldn't exhaust it. It's an impossibility. I just don't know where we put it. I'm not saying it's the most important. I'm just telling you everything that's important is referenced in here. I promise you. Give me a single, solitary, clear, definite doctrine of the New Testament. And I'll defend it from these 18 verses and I won't go anywhere else to do it. This see the word of God or it's not, it is too. And if you struggle with that on any given day, 325-728-0965. I don't know everything, but every apologetic connected thing I know about this being the word of God will cost you absolutely nothing. 
It's the best explanation for it. Yes, ma'am. Blessed, how about that? Can we add that word? From the fullness. Now, it's been a while since I looked at this in the original. I'm just wondering if that's... Yeah, never mind. I'll have that argument in my head later. But that the word fullness in English, is a, that's, a, that's a good word. But just the word, you go, well, this could get pretty big. How big is fullness? It is, as we'd say in Texas, brothers and sisters, plum full. You can't get more full than fullness, right? From the fullness. What's all this got to say about Jesus? Jesus Christ is what? The fullness of what? Where'd that come from? If God has any grace to give anybody regarding anything, where is the absolute fullness of source of that? Fullness. Fullness. I'm ready to say, can, can God give blessing outside of here? Where'd we put fullness? Oh, we didn't put fullness. Yeah, we did. Outside of the fullness of his grace, what blessing you can get from God? Has he got side note blessings that don't have anything to do with him being gracious? Not really. This is huge. Why is it so important we learn to read? There's lots of ways to read scripture. There's lots, there's lots of ways to look at artwork. Our daughter just graduated Harding in May. Well, she went, come and find out, they have this thing called Artist Alley. And it's alley there, just off of school campus, not far, at any rate. And both sides of the alley, I mean, they're huge walls, bigger than that. And it's big mural paintings. And she painted this big mural painting. Deborah, I both have pictures of it on the phone. And the thing is, they only stay there for a few weeks usually. And then somebody comes along, next person paints over it. And she painted this big old, big as that area right there, bigger than that, probably from that window over to that door at least. It's huge. Well, if you go up there and put a microscope on it, you're missing the point. You'll never get the point with a pair of binoculars stand three feet away. With a microscope, you'll never get the point. You got to back up and go. Well, that's interesting. That's specific. There's all kinds of messages in there that I get right off the top of the bat because guess who I know real good? 
the author, the artist. God's drawn a picture here, and it's what you want some of. It is too. It's not darkness. We got enough of that. Uh, world creates enough of that. We create enough of that. We're not talking about what the world and we create with our messes and our selfishness and our sin. I'm talking about what God creates. I'm not talking about the mess we made, Alan. I'm talking about what God made, right? So as we're reading this, we are looking for key words. Interesting words, key words, dynamic words, because words have meaning. And this is not a microscope. I'm not putting a microscope on these words. You can, and because God's the author, if, if you do that in humility, well, I think there's some insight. But if you don't get the mural, you're not going to understand the little flower over here that's by itself. Well, I tell you what, this oil base, there's this camel hair brush and the author with, you're missing the message. And pictures are worth what? That's interesting. Get the picture. This is a picture. John's drawing this picture. What's this got to do? with a guy by a pool of water. What on earth has this got to do with a well that Jacob, when I say Jacob, what do you think of? Our father Jacob dug this well. What's the picture? What's the picture? Every time I try to get in the water, somebody gets in ahead of me. For 38 years? What happened, Lord? Who sinned, this man or his parents? That he was born... I am the bread come down from heaven. You're not making much of a showing for us here, so, you know, Abraham is our father. They are what? Children of, what is their claim? His own would not receive him, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become Abraham as our father. Jesus said, I don't think so, because y'all acting just like your daddy, and that's the devil. Abraham didn't do such things. He, had never, he never leaves these first 18 verses. And the better we understand them, the better we'll understand God. And the more practical handle we have on them, the more relief, rescue, and hope we can bring to people we love who are having dark days or our own soul when we face confusion and darkness. 
much less a world that abides unbeknownst to them willingly in abject darkness. We got a good message, brothers and sisters. We just got to keep listening. Peace. I love you. We'll take up there next time.